Welcome to Stripped Podcast. You are listening to Suzanne Waldron and Fiona DeStefanis. Fiona is fighting for her life and she has a lot to say about what, what's important about real conversations. Uh, she's in her early 40s and Suzanne is a bit of a rule breaker. She loves making change in the world and also has a lot to say about what it's like to have real conversations in the world. So two women are coming at you with uncensored, unplanned, unscripted conversation that we hope will add value to your life and enable all of us to have real conversations. Welcome to episode two. Oh my goodness, Fiona is in her hospital bed looking glamorous. Mm. And Suzanne is in her exercise outfit, also looking glamorous. And in the room we have our wonderful Chris, who is sound engineer, and Reese, who works with Suzanne. And the four of us are sitting in the hospital bed. No, sorry, no, we're not sitting in a hospital bed. We're sitting in a hospital room. But Fiona is in the hospital bed. Very special day here today. I think the nurses are all a bit running around in shock and surprise that we're here doing this. But, yes, I am, I am unfortunately back in here I'm indefinitely at the moment. But um, fighting the good fight. So is it like because our conversations are really unscripted, unplanned, as we know. We've had lots of feedback from people saying that they really resonate with what we've been talking about, which is is beautiful. Yeah, it's been great. Um, I should say we might get a few noises on the podcast because we are in hospital, so there could be beeping and people coming in and out of the room who would just go with the flow. Yes. But first of all, how are you and why are you in the hospital bed? Um, I'm doing doing better today. Um, I'm in the hospital bed because my toxins went extremely high again on Friday plus some other of my levels were completely out of control that it was quite dangerous so they admitted me in in emergency on Friday um, put me straight on to three rounds of high doses of steroids so steroids help um, obviously with the toxins to try and knock the toxins down straight away so I've been on fluids I've been on steroids and yesterday I had a biopsy, which means they get a rather large needle, something like a knitting needle, and um, they take three sections of my new kidney out to actually test to see if there's any scarring or any problems with my kidney. Um, so it looks like I've gone into rejection again with my kidney, which means that we'll be doing more tests over the next few days and then most likely I'll go on to more treatments, which I have done before, so this isn't new. And the treatment is something called ATG, which is chemo, basically. So I go on for about four to six hours. I get hooked up to it for about seven days and it pretty much just nukes your system. Um, So I'm not looking forward to that, but that will probably be on later in the week. And it's all just in the attempt to save my new kidney, basically. I knew that this was probably going to happen with the way I was tracking. I didn't expect it to be this quick. So I'm quite shocked that I am here going through all this. Um, But I'm taking each day as it comes and trying to fight the good fight. Yeah. You're beautiful. Thank you. I know this could be a bit of an emotional time. Yes. And I visited you a couple of times already. Under- <laughs> well, <laughs> don't know if you'd call it visiting more than breaking in. <laughs> well, we you wanted to talk, and I do too, about friendship because yes. 
it's it's something that both of us have been experiencing, like great deals and beautiful levels of friendship with people. But also, I recognise that sometimes friendship can be a difficult road to navigate because it's either like you either have these wonderful experiences where you fall in line with people, mm-hmm. and or sometimes people leave you in friendship. And okay, so the other night I did break into the hospital. <laughs> just keep that on the... <laughs> it was late, people, and she needed me, and so I found my way in. I'm not going to say I broke in. I said I'm going to say I, people opened the doors for me without knowing why I was here, and I just managed to get into your room at 10 o'clock at night. Yes, which most people wouldn't have managed that. <laughs> <laughs> there's a will, there's a way. You can call me Jedi, Suzanne. It's fine. Though that got us talking about friendship, and it got us talking about turning up. It did. It really, really did. And it was something that I have learnt a lot about during my time being ill is friendship. And one of the big things is about turning up or not turning up. And, for example, the other day I I was not feeling very good at all. So I sent an SOS out to a group of friends and it was amazing. Like within, you know, an hour they'd all responded and they'd booked themselves in to come and see me in hospital. And I think that's real friendship when you can send an SOS out saying, I'm in a really bad way. I didn't explain to what level of bad or how bad or what was going on, but they were all like, where are you? We can come to you. And you did the same thing for me the other night. I won't say unfortunately, but I will say that doesn't always happen. Um, during lifetime and I found that with being sick that I've actually lost a few friendships throughout my journey over the last three years of being ill and I find that really hard hard at times to think about and I think that um, sometimes friendships do come and go for different reasons and particularly when people are ill it's hard it's hard to stay on that journey with people that's Mm. what I've definitely found why like so I you know how philosophical I am Mm. I mean you know things come and go people come and go and I don't know about you but I've gotten to the point where I've kind of accepted oh I don't know if I've accepted maybe I'm just aware of and getting towards acceptance that people just like jobs come and go houses come and go situations come and go but people do as well and like do you think that forever is a real thing in friendship in love romance what, 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 we, we die. Sorry to bring that up now, but you know. That's, yeah, <laughs> yeah nice one, Suze. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> so sensitive. <laughs> Sun censored and unplanned, right? You're going to have to deal with it. That's Just okay. so you all know, we're all going to die, all right? Yep, if yep. you didn't know, and there's no Santa as well. That's the other thing I wanted to say. <laughs> and But what do you think about, like, if friendships come and go, how do we deal with that? Like, if that, should we just accept the fact that everything comes and goes and our emotions and people and all those sorts of things go as well. And how do we deal with that? I I do. I don't, as much as I'm trying not to sound cynical, I don't believe in forever. I think that went quite a while for me, particularly when my father died. I I really felt that that was the end of me for forever. I think marriages, I think friendships, I think everything evolve and grow. And if you can't evolve and grow together, then I think it's okay to say goodbye to that friendship. Or actually, there was something I heard the other day which was beautiful. Um, It was in one of our programs that we're together in, Suzanne. One of the women in there said, it's okay to rest a friendship. And I thought that was a wonderful way of saying, right now, 
you don't fit in my world or, or you don't give me what I need or I don't give you what you need. So right now it's okay if we don't hang out as much or if we don't make the effort to see each other as much. And I thought that was a really gentle and lovely way of saying we can mm. just rest our friendship. I agree. But I, I think people do come and go for reasons and sometimes you can't grow together just like in a relationship. It's okay to break up with someone. So why is it not okay to break up with a friend? I think it yeah. is definitely okay to break up a friend, especially if there's some sort of toxicity that's coming into the relationship or... Um, or it's just not in flow. It's not Like it doesn't even more. have to be really bad. Like no. it's like when I'm doing art, if it's not flowing, then I go, don't force it. Do you know what I mean? I did have dinner with my ex-husband the other night, which was beautiful and it was lovely, and I'm sure he'll be okay with me saying this, but we were talking about what we consider loss to be, and I said I to him, I never felt or feel that I have lost him or we have lost what we had, because you haven't lost what you've had, you had what you had, and you still have that. In re- reality, is the, the past is reality, you can't change it, so you had it. It's just not in its same existence anymore. So I think we create a lot of loss in our mind when it's not loss, it's transition or it's just new or it's different. Do you know what I mean? I absolutely agree. I think there's a story I told you recently, Suzanne, that when I was first diagnosed with my condition, I lost a really, really close friend. I lost a couple of close friends. But the reason for this was I didn't understand my disease and it was very up and down. So one day, as you know, I could be feeling quite right and I'll be out and about and I'll be talking and laughing and people think, oh, you look well, you must be well. But then the next day I'm in hospital and that's the type of disease it is. It's very hit and miss and it changes very quickly. So one of my closest girlfriends, who I'd been best friends with for years, I was a bridesmaid at her wedding and everything, she thought I was, like, hiding my condition from her or lying to her because I'd see her during the day at work and I'd be like, woohoo, hello, I'm all good. And then the next day she's like, you're in hospital? Why didn't you talk to me about it? Like, I don't understand. And I'm like, this is just how it is. And it got to the point where... She just couldn't deal with the ups and downs and and me being sick and then okay and then in and out of hospital. And um, she broke up with me over email, which I don't think is ever any good. But she did send me an email. I wish you could all see Reese's face. (laughs) He just did this. I'm not impressed with that. Yeah, it wasn't good. (laughs) But basically she said she didn't agree with my lifestyle and that's um, because I you know, certain decisions I was making around my illness, whereas I was making decisions based on the facts I was given by my doctors, but she didn't know all the facts. So we broke up and that really, really hurt me at the time. But what I love about that now, I reflect back, I go, yes, it really hurt at the time that that happened. But what I found is because she was no longer in my world, I actually had space for other friends and I've made these amazing friends just in recent years since I've been ill that have stuck by me through and through my illness. And I think perhaps if I had hung on to that friendship and tried to really save that friendship that wasn't healthy, I wouldn't have given space for these other friendships to come into my world. Mm. So I'm almost grateful that that happened mm. because I've now got friends that are actually with me and are on this journey with me. You know, I'm thinking when you're talking, like I've got this huge um, realisation, not realisation, but just an, an acknowledgement that we, you and I, 
at this moment are in this space where we kind of feel at peace maybe with what we're talking about. But I remember times when it felt like loss or it felt oh. like ending or it felt like abandonment. You know, it's like we can sit here and go, yes, yes, it's very easy to transition a friendship or transition a marriage or it's all very well and good. But, Jesus, I tell you, I've fucking cried a lot in transition, you know, trying to work out who I am, why someone would leave me, how it, you know choose to be without me or what if we had an argument and then it fizzled out or I've decided not to be in you know in a decided to rest a relationship or transition it or whatever whatever the scenario it still like sometimes feels like abandonment or it feels like rejection or you know like because I think we're quite egotistical as humans obviously and that you know why am I not good enough comes up and I know what I'm asking, but I just want to kind of call the fact that it's very easy to talk about it right now, but I know what, we all know what it's like when you're in the middle of it, and it feels guttural, like it's emotional and you feel like you've been left. What is it like for you, like it, at the time, that you're at the stage you are in your life, I'm just interested to know, is that any different right now for you, thinking about cleansing friendships or or hanging on to friendships things like that as it was like 10 years ago before you got into this situation like do you have a perspective yeah I do I think it's very different for me now because I see myself as a very short time frame of life so even if I get through this bit I know that you know it's most not going to be a long life for me so I look at friendships in a very different way than I used to. I used to look at friendships as in like it was just could be someone I hang out with or, you know, just someone I can have fun with and it's okay. Whereas now it's like I love them. Yeah. It's actually love. I like love. I will say <laughs> I love you. The other night when I yeah. got into her room late, we were talking about tall, dark, handsome. We got to that pretty quickly, you know, really like about love and, you know, that sort of stuff. And I said, well, you're going to have to put up with <laughs> A short, curvy, and dark-haired female as the love of your life right now because I'm your next best thing. <laughs> but I literally was like, I am in love with you, yeah, and a, in a, in a platonic way, absolutely. And like, it is love, isn't it? it? it Friendship is, it, is more than just passing time together. It is. And someone picked up on me the other day when I was talking about my podcast. They said, oh, "You didn't speak about um, your family much," and I was like, "Oh, I went, oh, it's probably because I consider my friends my family." Mm. So when I say friends or if I say family, to me they're the same thing. They're very – I don't sort of go – I don't think of family as just blood or friends as just non-blood. I I kind of blend them together. So I think I've upset a couple of people because I didn't specifically say friends and family. I just sort of said friends. Just your people. That people. That's how I see it, my favourite humans. That's how I call them. And I think that particularly in my situation you know I've got a handful of favorite humans that I will spend time with because my time is precious I don't have a lot of it like most people don't have a lot of time let's be honest but um I'm not gonna chase down friendships anymore that don't want me a part of their lives or I'm not gonna spend time with people that I don't think love me as much as sort of I love them and I think that's really important and I also feel like friendships should be, you know, when you walk away from people and you go, woohoo, like you have this amazing feeling about yourself, like, and, and the world around you. I don't want to walk away from friendships where I just go, ugh, and I feel yeah. so, do you know, you've got this friend, you just feel so heavy when you walk away. 
And not because they're having a hard time. Like, that's okay. It's just it's not a match. It's just not a match. I was in the um, gym. I know. I know. Everyone who knows me is going to laugh so much when I say that. But I was in the gym the other day because I'm doing my new um, neurophysics program, which is fabulous, oh. by the way. Thanks for asking, everyone. Some people have been asking me about that. Cam is amazing. But I was in there and I saw this girl and we, we were talking about her um, moving in with her boyfriend. And I said, I really love looking at you two together. Like, you just really work well. And she said, thank you. We make each other better. That stuck with me for the whole day. I love that. And I think that's like any relationship, isn't it? Like, do you make each other better? Better version. I like that much better than you complete me. I'm oh, sorry. Well, that's bullshit. I can't stand no, no, no. That. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna swear at this moment. Like you said, you might swear because you're on drugs. I'm, I'm gonna on swear. Drugs. She's on drugs and she swears more. I swear because I fucking can. So, what bullshit? I actually reckon that sentence in that movie, literally dissolved humanity in that moment ruined it because <laughs> it makes this perception or this ex- that another person can complete you it's not possible exactly we have to be within love ourselves, and then another person who comes into your life adds value and you do the same but you cannot you cannot control what's outside of you if we think that control is about other things outside of us including environment uh, physical objects and people then you we have to do a lot of work to realize that that's not possible i cannot make you do anything i cannot make you do anything i can only experience my own experience so i'm going to get on my soapbox they hate that. Do you know what some some guy said to me? He goes, where's your other half? And I went, <gasps> I looked behind me. I was like, I, I'm a whole person. I'm not sure there's another <laughs> half. <laughs> and you should have seen his face. He was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a good one. I like that one. <laughs> I love watching Chris. He just laughs the whole way through this podcast. <laughs> Wish you could see his face. He's just laughing. Yeah, love him. So- and he's nodding away because he agrees. So, Suzanne, I know you've been going through, like, I'm, I'm obviously going through a lot of transformation, but we've spoken about you, that you've been through a lot of transformation over the last 18 months, mm. let's say. Tell me about your friendships over that time, because you said you've shed a lot of different things. Was friendships part of that shedding? <sighs> yes, and sometimes purposefully and mostly not purposely. So what I found in the last 18 months, so divorce, changing my entire life on a large scale, own my own business, very independent, just trying to set the framework for people who don't know me. And I don't have any family, so I'm very much a sole, <laughs> well, I say a sole trader, but that sounded very businessy. Uh, I, I, I fly solo. So if you can imagine, um, all responsibility of life as it does comes on me you know there isn't someone I can ring and say can you lend me some money or can you help me out other than my friendship circle and so what I found in the last 18 months is I actually let them in so I might have been transacting a little bit before because I had a solid very long relationship with my husband and he was always there and then when that was transitioned into a friendship and we moved out of the marriage I actually needed friends more than I ever needed them before. And I realised that they, I transacted with them. OK, I'm loving and I'm empathetic and I did things with them, though I never really let them in and I never really probably let them have all of me either. And I mean deeply. So um, I learned to be all in. 
all in with other humans, the ones that I want to be in my life and vice versa. And sometimes, because I'm a bit radical and I'm a little bit unconventional and I don't like applying the social norms to my life, some people get threatened by that and they self-select. And sometimes I don't understand why and other times I realise it's just I confront them and they can't handle it so they go away. And that's not the only reasons. I mean, it's not to say that some people just might not like me. That's OK as well. But I did have some friends who I thought would be in and they haven't been. And that kind of made me feel a little bit um, confused. Because mm. I'm a real all-in person, as you know. <laughs> and once I'm in, I'm in, that's it, you know. And not to say I won't transition, because I don't believe in forever either. Though I'll talk about that and discuss it and, you know, I'll never just leave you. Um, and it's not all just about me, I get that. It's about what both people need. But, yeah, it shocked me that some people couldn't cope with my changes because it reflected on their own sense of themselves and they couldn't, force, they couldn't see themselves. One person said to me, I'm really six months down the track of not talking to me, she said to me, I'm really sorry... Um, but I actually was jealous of you because you just lived this incredible life full of choice and vibrancy and, you know, I know it's all hard as well because you make that happen because with all of that comes all the belief, belief about yourself and the things you have to go through to have that inner core. But she said, every time I looked at you, um, I just saw what I didn't have and I couldn't be around you. So I appreciate that honesty big time. And it still hurt. But the amazing thing, I know Fiona's bed does random like, vibrations. <laughs> Sorry. I love it personally because I've got my feet on it and I can feel like I'm getting a foot massage. <laughs> but we all, everyone in the room just went, oh, the bed's moving. Um, but what I found most out of this the question that you're asking me is the lengths to which when you are in love with a person the lengths to which people will extend themselves, go beyond mm. themselves, when it doesn't make... It makes them uncomfortable. So it means, like, yeah, so, you know, did they want to come over at, at midnight? Like, my friend Claire, I'm, I'm sure she'll be OK with me saying, but I was in, like, SOS status one night at 11.30 at night where I was so distraught about, you know, because I'm going... This is a while ago now, but going through sort of new relationships or new men and all that sort of stuff and something weird was going on and, and, and it was not very nice he didn't treat me very well and basically I was bawling my eyes out and I got to this point where I just didn't understand life and I was getting those you know horrible thoughts about what's why why should I even be alive and she you know she lives 30 minutes away from me and she she came to me in her nighty, and she was at my front door within as long as as long as it took her to drive like she wouldn't have even done she would have put the phone down and got straight in her car and she sat with me for a couple of hours. She was prepared to stay, but we didn't need to have calmed down. Um, and to me, there's there's just nothing more um, fulfilling than knowing that another human sort of will witness your existence and will be in your life as much as you are. Yeah. And we should choose that carefully. It's not that we can't have acquaintances, but those people that are in your life as much as you are, uh, I think that's the only reason we're alive. I know I went there. I went deep. That's the only reason we're alive. That's really deep. But I'm, I'm starting to feel you on that because, like I've spoken before, 2 a.m., 
it's 2 a.m. for me is usually my hardest time. When I'm in hospital, I'm alone and you sort of go, hmm, my East Coast friends, it's probably 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock in the morning, maybe a little bit too early to ring them. Definitely here on the West Coast, my friends are asleep. So, you know, I think Reese is probably usually awake. So I've, I've just met Reese now, so he's going to be my new late night buddy. But it's like those friends that you know that you can call any time. And, and I think what I've learnt over the last seven months, it's, it's about turning up. And I've had friends through this journey that they don't know what to say to me. They don't understand what I'm going through and that's okay. And they just tell me that they love me and that they believe in me when I no longer can believe in myself. And for me, that's turning up. Yeah. And I need that. So when you say it's about life, for me, it can be about that because I have the darkest moments where I can't see a future or a way out. And all I need is a friend to say is, we believe in you. You might not right now, but we believe you've got this. And that's a friend. Yeah. Turning up whether I've called or not. Yeah. And, and whether you feel like it or not. Yeah, I feel like I'm sure the last not. thing my friend wanted to do was jump in her car and drive 30 minutes at 11 o'clock at night, whatever Yeah, it was, as wonderful you know. as you are, Susan. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she didn't. Yeah, she didn't <laughs> want to do it, but she did. Yeah. Thank you, beautiful Claire. Yeah. And all the other people who have ever done anything. Yeah. I, that was just one that came to me. Um, so yeah. So do, what do you think, Susan, is the most important part about being a good friend? Do you know, this is going to potentially be a bit controversial, but loving yourself, I'm always going to come back to that. I actually think when you regard yourself and you love yourself, and I really mean, like, I think I love myself. No, I know I love myself more than anyone else, as in I love myself more than I love anyone else. And, and I really believe in myself. And I think, and I don't, and I hope that doesn't come across in any way other than I've done a lot of work to, because I'm the only one that gets to live with me. I am like 24-7, man. <laughs> I have to live in here with myself all the time. So I'd like it to be a nice experience, please, when I can. And so then when you can do that, I think that you provide a better experience for other people. And you can really be with them. Yeah. And so being a good friend, I think, is being a good friend to yourself so that when you're with another person, you're really with them. You're not distracted or not present. What do you think? I think the same. I think be present. Be present. And when you're with your friend, it's about them. Bring yourself to the situation, but make sure you... You, you make it about them. And also, but isn't a good friend being able to receive it as well? Yeah. But if you're both making it about each other, yeah. then you're both getting a bit. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> if, if, yeah. if that makes any sense. Yeah. So I'm going to apologise. Sorry my voice is a bit off today, but I'm going to actually say it's because I'm on some serious really good drugs. She's on, she's high as a kite. Uh, so, uh, she's I, high as a kite and, like, totally in a bed in hospital, hooked up to a drip. Yeah, so I'm sorry, my voice might be all over the place, but I, I think friendship was a really important theme for us today because, um, and I, I call family my friends and vice versa, it's all one, you know, my people, you know, um, my favourite humans are getting me through this. I'm in a pretty bad space right now, mentally and physically, and uh, if I didn't have people around me that loved and cared for me, I wouldn't get through this. 100% I guarantee I wouldn't get through this. So to everyone out there, be a friend, 
love a friend, accept a friend. Anything else, Suze? Only that I love you. Love you too. A lot. I would break into a hospital for you. <laughs> well, can't have really done that. <laughs> well, we want all your comments as always on anyone who's listening to comment and um, tell us what you think about friendship and why it's important. But I will sign off by saying I reckon that's the only thing we're alive for is to experience and witness each other. That's it. Like, get rid of everything else about jobs, about houses, about, um, you know, experiences. If you're doing any of that without someone else, if you peel all of that stuff away, I think life is literally about relationships. That's, that's the only thing that we are. Of course it is. It's so I think about. sometimes get rid of all the other stuff and stop making it so hard and just be with people. Just love each other. Just love each other. My God, we so should have been born in the 60s. I I know. I can hear the music right now. (laughs) (laughs) Stay away from the light, Fee. Stay away from the light. You're a bit flower power today. Yeah, I know. So am I. I look like my... I actually look like my art today, I reckon. So is it peace out, everyone? Peace out. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. Hug a friend. Hug a friend. (laughs) Or a stranger. That's fine. (laughs)